Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Friday. It is Oliver Callan here until 10 o'clock. It is now Bastille Day. Vive la France, la 14 juillet, the 14th of July. The text is 51551, or should I say, 55551. No, 51551. And it also text studio and then your message to 80889 from the north of Ireland. So do get in touch and tell us a scale or two. I'm looking across uh, the paper as well. Well, the stuff online in particular, because it is about the Hollywood movie strikes and they're a big deal, especially for those of us who are into our films and of a Friday. And it's going to be a big deal as well in Ireland because we're going to be seeing and hearing about those repercussions about the place shortly. And of course, more importantly, the writers, the poor, forlorn writers who are already on strike for 70 days and were almost being slightly ignored, um, are now going to be eclipsed by the actors yet again. Once again, the stars are even stealing the limelight of their strike action around the world. And we're going to see the film critics becoming industrial relations reporters. Donald Clark will morph into Ingrid Miley and people like that. And, uh, and then, of course, there'll be the split because we're going to see the stars uh, and the level of their dedication to this labour movement that's coming out of California. We already know that Meryl Streep, Jennifer Lawrence, Ben Stiller, they are very early supporters of the striking writers and then they started geeing up the actress groups. So it's quite interesting. There's lots of great background in the New York Times this morning. Actors and screenwriters have not been on strike at the same time since 1960 when Marilyn Monroe was still starring in films and Ronald Reagan was the head of the Actors' Union then. The dual strikes uh, put 170,000 workers against the old Time studios like Disney, Universal, Sony and Paramount and the tech juggernauts like Netflix, Amazon and Apple. We heard Fran Drescher there in the news. It's kind of a rip-roaring old-style union that you'd expect the Actors' Union to have that kind of... uh, um, that that tough sort of fiery nature in them. The actors themselves, they went on strike on their own in 1980. And uh, it, it was an interesting time because obviously there were particulars uh, of the economy and the industry. Uh, there was the boom in home video rentals spurred that one on and the sales. And their the latest action is now a resurgent labour movement of reading here, particularly in California. I think this is an interesting background because in California, in the last couple of months, hotel workers, school bus drivers, teachers and restaurant staff have all gone on strike for various times and various reasons. And now you've got Hollywood joining in. Um, the actors' walkout provides an immediate boon to the striking writers who've been walking picket lines for 70 days. Now the picket lines are going to be raucous and star-studded spectacles. Struggling thespians still trying to get a foothold will be marching next to A-listers with bodyguards who are paid $20 million or more per movie. And there are rules coming out, and we'll come to that in a moment, what it means and what actors can and can't do. But, of course, we saw straight away the effect of the strike in uh, on, on the big movies of the summer. Oppenheimer, starring Killian Murphy, they moved forward the premiere in London by a couple of hours because they were aware of the meeting happening and what the, they didn't know the outcome of the Actors' Union at the time. And sure enough, just as it began, when news came through, Killian Murphy and all the main stars of Oppenheimer, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, the whole of them, just strolled out of the film uh, to... Unfortunately, they're off to write their picket signs, says Christopher Nolan, the director of the film. So uh, he came out and he he gave a kind of a stirring speech. He was talking about the repercussions of all of this as he watched his acting stars leave the London premiere of Oppenheimer. Film about this very uh, complicated man. I have to acknowledge the work of our incredible cast 
led by Killian Murphy. Uh, <laughs> this is enormous. Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, Roger Cube, so many more. Uh, and we have to acknowledge you've seen them here earlier on the red carpet. Uh, unfortunately, they're, they're off to write their picket signs for what we believe uh, to be an imminent uh, strike by SAG. Uh, joining my guild, uh, one of my guilds, the Writers Guild, uh, in the struggle for fair wages for working members of the union and the support. So there, he's talking about the stars out to walking out to support their fellow actors and the writers in, uh, in their in their battle for fair wages. Not the best clip in the world, I'm afraid, but it was in the premiere with being recorded by people from their phones and so on. But it is interesting to hear the director because the directors' guild themselves are not on strike, so they're not obviously acting, they're not doing any singing, dancing, but there are rules that are being produced by the actors' union. And it's becoming very interesting because they can't do tours. Some of them do tours around Hollywood. No personal appearances anywhere for any advertisement or. Or, or any of their brand ambassador stuff, no interviews, no appearances at conventions and fan expos, no awards shows. So the Emmys, which are happening in September, uh, may not be happening. The last uh, double strike went on for three months, so that would rule that one out. Uh, no junkets, which are those interviews they do when they're uh, promoting films. No podcast appearances to do uh, with films. No social media promo. So you might hear actors talking, but they will only be allowed to talk about the strike and the unions and post stuff on social media around that. So it is fascinating. What does it mean in Ireland? Well, Blade Runner 2099, which was the sequel to uh, 2069, was that the previous one, which was the first sequel? Blade Runner, it was going to be the third Blade Runner film. It has been already delayed in Ireland because of the writer's strike. It's being shot in Belfast and big studios up there and uh, now obviously it's all coming to a halt there were only about because of the rise strike I think there were only two big films being made in Ireland at the moment uh, The Watcher and there was a big ensemble cast film about a, a, a MAGA family split down the middle so obviously that's going to come to a halt as well so it's, it's very concerning for the industry around the place and the, Gil- the Galway Film Fla got underway only yesterday and we were chatting earlier in the week to one of the stars of the Martini shot uh, Fiona Glascott and uh, they had to move their premiere forward so they could actually show the film and Matthew Modine who's the star could show up in Galway and pro- promote the film and then it all had to come to a halt but the Galway Film Flat is able to keep going because none of the actors involved uh, are going to have to do any promotion of it so the Galway Film Flat just wants you to know that it is continuing on as normal and please go out and support them the managing director Miriam Mellon says obviously we support the Screen Actors Guild and what they're trying to achieve with the studios and the streamers but the show will go on at the FLA we feel that's the best way we can show our support and solidarity with the actors and uh, you're just not going to hear as much uh, about you know exactly you're not going to see the actors out and about doing that and of course the strike is all about artificial intelligence that's what the actors want to know where, uh, and the writers are we're going to be replaced by artificial intelligence are we going to be cartoonishly inserted into films and so on in other movie news Matt Damon who was part of the Oppenheimer cast who, who, who left in solidarity strike he's been talking separately uh, before, just before this all started in a thing that came out yesterday about how he fell into a depression after moving his family to make a film that was not what he hoped it to be. He, um, he was talking to Jake's takes and he was talking about how difficult it was to make a film uh, that fell short of his expectations and being trapped making this film for ages and ages. Let's have a listen to what he's been talking about. Sometimes you find yourself in a movie that you know perhaps might not be what you had hoped it would be mm. and you're still making it months to go and you've taken your family. I remember my wife pulling me up. I fell into a depression about like, what have I done? And she just said, we're here now. And I do pride myself in a large part because of her 
at being a professional actor. And what being a professional actor means is you go and you do the 15-hour day and give it absolutely everything, even in what you know is going to be a losing effort. Now, he doesn't name the film, and we're all wondering, oh, no, was that a time in Ireland when he was trapped in the house because of our massively long lockdowns? But thankfully, fans have obviously been speculating, and it sounds more like that he's talking about the 2016 science fiction film The Great Wall, which was shot in New Zealand, uh, because he previously spoke about his difficulties making this uh, in 2021. He says, I'm, I, I came to consider the definition of a professional actor knowing you're in a turkey and going, I've got four more months. I'm just going to have to get on with it. And he says, it's as crappy as you can feel. I hope never to have that feeling again. So no, not the last jewel made in Ireland during COVID when he went around with his bag of cans. Imagine sullying that image. There's nothing sacred left. <laughs> Matt Damon having a nice time with his super value bag at the Vico Baths in South Dublin. But um, we're pretty sure it was it was the New Zealand one to do with China and everything like that. China. Uh, uh, interesting timing. The Irish Film Classification Office has announced the top and highest growth grossing films in Irish cinemas last year. So the figures take a long time to compile and probably separate from the UK figures because sometimes they're all muddled, muddled in together. And so what do you think the highest grossing film in Ireland was last year? It was Top Gun Maverick. Of course it was. Wouldn't have been the um, most difficult one. It grossed six million uh, euro at the box office last year. This is cinemas only, by the way. The second one, it's usually always a kid's film. Minions, The Rise of Gru came second. And the third one was The Batman, starring uh, Colin Farrell. Well, Robert Pattinson as Batman, but our own Colin Farrell as the penguin. The penguin. And what else then? There was Avatar, Way of Water is fourth. And then the fifth was another sequel, Sing 2. So um, all sequels and remakes, basically, weren't there? No Irish films in the top five. But that's usually the case. And of course, don't forget the, the Banshees of Inisherin was released very late in the year. So it wasn't going to be... Um, uh, Top Gun, of course, came out in April or something like that. So that's what's going on. What's interesting here from the IFCO figures is that we still love our cinemas here. We have 110 cinemas in Ireland. It's only the country of the Republic. Kieran Kisan, he's the director of film classification, um, said that uh, you know, the, the takings in Irish films are basically 52% up on the previous year when obviously most of the screens were closed due to lockdowns and so on. And he says um, the figures of last year, first full year of opening, indica- indicative of the Irish cinema industry returning to pre-COVID levels of theatrical release. So we were going back to the cinema. Uh, unfortunately, they're, they're, they're going to come of time around when next spring when we're going to realise that the films aren't out and about. How will Barbie promote itself now? You know, because they've had almost no marketing when it comes out next Friday they won't be able to talk about it. Well, you know, because there's almost hardly any mention of the Barbie film. 51551 is our text. Someone is saying, can I wish everyone, uh, give everyone a good wish for the fine weather. Tomorrow is St. Swithin's Day. Thank you, Teresa in County Galway. Well, if you're into the old pagan folklore, that's not, not good timing for Swithin's Day because the well, just look outside. It's not, it hasn't been good. It has not been good. Um, this is an interesting tweet because in a week when all the eyes were on Iroctus comings and goings, Iroctus Kamethes, um, Panty Bliss has been tweeting, the televised public accounts committee meetings are giving young people a highly unrealistic impression of how interesting meetings about accounts actually are. And I feel unsuspecting young people are being groomed into accountancy. That is a fair point. People might be watching and going, oh, this accounting thing is very exciting, actually, with the barter accounts and the way the things can go over there. And then the, someone can just tell you, don't put that thing on the on invoices. have never sounded so riveting. But uh, yeah, they're the concerns. We, we all share those concerns. Children, accountancy is not for you. 
Okay, this is for some children, but they're different to the other children. There's nothing wrong with difference. We need those people to keep it going. But accounting now, it's not that exciting, all right? Uh, Speaking of exciting things in the papers today, I noticed uh, a sale with power tools going on at the moment. It must be a very summer thing or the fact that they are very clever marketing people going, there's a lot of rain coming. Lots of rain. Get the people in doing the DIY. Uh, if I can recommend anything in the world, it is an ash hoover. Every home needs an ash hoover. It's not just for hoovering up the ashes. It's for anything. Because you can't put ashes in the normal hoover, you see. And if you're, you're drilling holes in the wall, the drywall and all, you know, the, the, the powder that comes up, don't put that into the Dyson. It'll destroy it. The Dyson can't hoover everything. You need the ash hoover. And it goes forever. And you can throw it in and out of vans. I'm telling you now, sales on the ash hoover, get down there. That is the most important thing. Uh, over to the Daily Telegraph, where they've been having very relaxed time until their broadcaster also started blowing up. Uh, but if you go past all of that, you get to the important stories. And um, Delia Smith, who's still still up and going, celebrity chef, has announced a new unlikely dish into her menu. So she went to a fish and chip shop a couple of years ago and after tasting the pudding, which is dessert in uh, normal English, uh, she went, oh my God, we, I've got to put this, I've got to put this marvellous pudding in my own restaurant. And the, the dessert in question are deep fried jam sandwiches. She um, has, what has she got? She's got a Yellows Bar and Grill at Norwich City Football Club, where herself and the husband are joint majority shareholders. So she's added um, deep fried jam sandwiches. It's a five pound treat. It comprises two pieces of sliced white bread spread with tip trees strawberry jam. Then the sandwich is sealed together like a kind of a ravioli and then is deep fri- fried and rolled in sugar. See what I mean? Deep fried jam sambos. No wonder the Brits are in such a state. No wonder Britain has fallen from being the fifth largest economy in the world to nearly seventh now, shortly. The decline and jam sandwiches. I saw another story today about Boris Johnson can't give his messages to the COVID inquiry because he doesn't remember the pin code to his phone. Seen that one? He doesn't remember the pin code to his phone and he doesn't remember how many children he has. That is, you know, poor old Britain. Drop us now a message. Let us know you're, you're okay out there. It's very, very sad news. Actually, this is kind of related. There's, did you know that obviously everyone has to get a passport to travel around the country, but there are three people in the world who can go around to any country in the world, travel through airports and everything with no passport at all. So as you'd expect, uh, King Charles of the United Kingdom, King Charles III, can go passport free. I didn't know that. He can just, doesn't, obviously he doesn't know what an inside of an airport looks like. He's just driven to a plane and driven back out again. And the other two people are the Emperor Naruto of Japan and the Empress Masako of Japan. And the reason the Japanese say they don't have a passport is because they are direct descendants of the sun goddess Amoratsu and they don't go through typical immigration procedures like mere humans. So now the Brits aren't exactly saying that about King Charles. I'd say it's mostly to do they can't give him a passport because if he has to sign anything and if the pen does the ink thing he's going to get a stinking pen. He's going to go mad on it. And uh, was it Billy Connolly who used to, I, I thought he kind of started the thing that the Queen's passport was just use wave a 20 quid note 20 pound note through security and they go there we go it's got my face on it. Someone says about the Delia Smith's deep fried uh, jam sandwich. Is that not a donut? <laughs> That's a good point, isn't it? It's very donutty. Uh, what's this one here? Although I think we might be. Well, someone's calling me Ollie here, so they must be come from school days because no one calls me Ollie except uh, people I went to school with years years ago. I think we might be in credit for the forty days and forty nights of rain, regardless of what weather comes tomorrow. 
So this person called Christmas Swithin's Day if it pours rain tomorrow on uh, the most important event of the of the year, Dublin versus Mon in Croke Park. Uh, oh, sorry, the Talton Cup as well. Um, it'll rain for 40 days and 40 nights. Isn't that the idea of St. Swithin's Day? We really come up with them, don't we? Um, on the Hollywood strike, uh, I'm reminded of a wonderful film from the 1960s, The Angry Silence, with the great Richard Attenborough from a John Osborne play about the consequences for a man who insists on passing a picket line. A powerful old film, says Tom in Dublin 9. There's a recommendation and a half now for the for the writers strike at the whole lot. Now we're going to have a great morning. We're going to be talking to we're going to be talking children's books this morning. Author Patricia Ford is going to be chatting. She's a laureate in a no. We're going to find about all of this new age of official state laureates and we'll find about that later on as we head west to chat to Patricia. And uh, what else? Well, well, if you're heading off on holidays, our commiserations to you, but don't let the, the fluck, the flucky weather get you down. It's all about the company you keep after all and the joy that you'll have on your holidays, your Le the Sierra. And don't forget 2007, which was a far wetter, it was one of the wettest summers in living memory back when this was a hit. 51551, this is where we're going to begin this morning. Pack your wellies and be merry. Good morning. When the sun shine, we'll shine together. forgot how good that song was Rihanna 2007 and I, I started looking up actually uh, 2007 uh, there were 49 days of rain in a row in 2007 uh, the wet met and statistics confirmed we all knew I remember this records broken in Dublin when more rain fell on the Phoenix Park in the past two months than in any previous June and July since 1837 this is this may have been broken since obviously uh, it rained every day from the 11th of June to the 29th of July. So that was a grim, grim time. A texter here, 51551 is a text. Someone says, moved to, from Australia to Ireland that year. <laughs> Thought the rain was normal, nearly went home. That's it. Imagine moving to Ireland in 2007. 50 days of non-stop rain. It was so, so, so grim. And uh, didn't Rayanne also come to, she filmed a, a video in a field, didn't she? And there was ructions and something to do with a chip shop. And we look, we look at them if we're, um, if we're going back in, deep into, into Rihanna nostalgia. Um, speaking actually of books, we're going to talk about Patricia Ford. And there's a relation here to the rain, but uh, John Boyne has announced that uh, he was on the show actually last year here, wasn't he? Talking about how he's going to go on a career break for a few years. But he's back already because the writers can't stop writing, as you know. And he's announced a new series of novellas that has all the fans of his books terribly excited can be among them and his new novel is fittingly called Water see the marketing people are out and about aren't they it's going to be published in November first in a quartet of novellas Water Earth Fire and Air it's going to be published every six months from this November this is a really interesting idea so the elements are four individual stories with different narrators. Uh, all of them involved or complicit or something or victims of trauma. And while each is a standalone book, the characters will intersect and overlap their experiences informing the lives of each other. So good man, John, and the, and the best of luck at that. That sounds very interesting. But, you know, amid the torrent of what, what's facing us, water is a very a good time to put out or to promote a book called Water. And uh, fast forwarding the Irish Times from 2007 to now, because there's a 10 day heat wave hitting the continent but Jerry Murphy Matt Aaron is saying that there's going to be a spell for Ireland what it means is a spell of unseasonably wet and windy weather for the foreseeable future due to an area of low pressure making its way across Ireland it's not looking good for St. Swithin's Day 
back to the passports very quickly. Oh yes, here we go. Sorry, to Rihanna, more importantly, since we're on this topic still. Rihanna was shooting her new video, Al Fresco, near Bally Robert. She was chased out of a field by a, by a farmer. A bango farmer. <laughs> Barley farmer, I'd say it is. Uh, that was in 2011. Also, Rihanna affected us in 2007 and she came back to haunt us in 2011. So she might as well come now and finish us off. In 2023. Uh, we better go to, it's nearly half past nine, we've got Patricia Ford standing by in the west of Ireland. We're going to be talking to her after these. 51551 is our text morning. Uh, as you mentioned, unions and strikes at the top of your show. This is the Hollywood strike. Uh, it's something from Cork. Yes, okay, we uh, plug for Cork, which is relevant. The spirit of Mother Jones Festival. It's on 27th of July to the 29th. So that's two weeks time in the Shandon area of the city. Mother Jones was a founder of the Industrial Workers of the World and a feared union activist. She was born in Cork, 1830, died in the US in 1930. She was declared the most dangerous woman in the United States. She lost all her family to yellow fever. What an unbelievable story. There'll be music, documentaries and walking tours and also Mick Lynch from the Rail Union in London will be speaking too. Yes, we became famous through his sparring on Sky News and Channel 4 and all that place. That's from Teresa in Cork. No bothers that. Mother Jones, Spirit of Mother Jones Festival in two weeks' time. Now, we're going to go to some music now. There's a band, Gabriels are called, and they're being championed by Elton John. They come out and there's Glastonbury Festival say goodbye. And apparently we're going to really enjoy this. I'm going to sit back and relax and enjoy too. 51551 is the text. Ah, lovely way to finish that. I like that. It's Gabriel's. They're going to be listening to that for the weekend. They've got two albums. Uh, one of them is called Love and Hate in a Different Time. That's a, that's a, and it's, it's a good sign because they're a three-piece band and it's the rise of the bands in this era of solo artists like Taylor Swift and so on who are being celebrated with almost a religious fervour. 51551, that's their text number 2007. There's memories, memories coming back. Uh, uh, so we had the 49 days of non-stop rain in a row and then this texter says on August Bank Holiday Monday 2007 there were hailstones. Wow. My wedding day it was quickest and the best day ever. And, and actually the August Bank Holiday is um, the most popular time for people to have weddings. So there was a lot of weddings ruined those hailstones and the rain. I remember Rihanna, this is back to Rihanna, made a song called We Found Love. Yes, We Found Love about 10 years ago. The song included the line, We Found Love in a Hopeless Place. Yes, it's her most successful song. She shot the video for that song in New Lodge in North Belfast in 2011. Says it all. That's Sean in East Donegal. How are you, Sean? You always get in touch around there. You always get in touch when I'm in here. Um, good to hear from you again. And uh, it seems that I think she went up there after she was run out of the field in Meath. We might have to do a whole uh, Rihanna retrospective now uh, looking into the into the silly season that's what we'll have to do uh, Oliver you might give a shout out yes I will to the Dublin Rebels American football team we mentioned them of course only recently they're playing UCD in the Shamrock Bowl on Sunday in MTU in Cork Cork City says Tanya no problem at all up the Dublin Rebels American football team that's a confusing one isn't it the Dublin Rebels to explain that one some other time. Great to listen to the Laureate Nanogue, Patricia Ford this morning just listening to her explains exactly why she was chosen yes and go out and support her the girl who fell to earth is out of course Little Island Books and you can get it in all good bookshops and the wordsmith is our most successful one and someone says I hope Monaghan win the football says Yvonne Lawrence who's in Loch Ray yes sir, we're all the whole country's going to be cheering for it except for Dublin obviously enjoy that enjoy your weekend Slong Claire is off on her summer holiday so Philip Boucher Hayes is in for her today happy weekend everyone